everybody has an opinion on what's happening in the market. And people, in my, in my humble opinion, sometimes don't stay in their lane. Is that fair to say? So someone could say, you know, you could see uh, an influencer start talking about real estate investment who don't have uh, a say in real estate investment. So I think that's one thing too. The other thing too, for anybody that is looking to invest in real estate right now, just remember the supply conversation, okay? There is a short, and then the shortage of supply. Now, now I want you to think about this. Welcome to the Right Club Podcast, where the focus is on helping you, the real estate investor, advance to the next level. And now let's join this week's hosts and share ways for you to customize your life. Welcome back, Right Club community, to another episode of the Right Club podcast. I'm Alfonso Slemmy, and today joining me as a co-host is Paul Kopkot. How are you doing today, Paul? Great, thanks, Alfonso. The first time we've we've co-hosted. That's kind of yes. fun. I'm looking, for, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, this is the first time, right? This is going to be the best podcast that we've co-hosted <laughs> together. Definitely. I can already <laughs> feel it. So right. we, uh, we have an amazing guest on here today, Brian Hogben from Mission 35 Mortgages, longtime supporter of the Right Club. And we are definitely a big supporter of Brian and his team as well. Um, all the information, knowledge that they share with the Right Club community, helping to get into uh, real estate investing from obviously from the mortgage and financing side of things. But uh, but yeah, it's uh, definitely an interesting time uh, when we're, you know, we're talking about interest rates, inflation, everything everything around the business of real estate. That's why here at the Right Club, we have all the different resources, tools for you to reach out, build your power team, get more education. Um, you know, we want you to take action, but you need to feel comfortable and when you're ready to do that. So I know, Paul, you're a big part of that. Um, what, are, what are you seeing with a lot of the Right Club uh, community members? Where, where are they going? What resources are they loving? Yeah, a lot of people are certainly catching up on the replays. Uh, you know, I think in the last month or so, we've had some good Good subjects because you know because of that what you've just said you know the interest rates and a little bit of uncertainty, people are a little bit more thirsty for kind of up to date knowledge or even up to date strategies. So I'm I'm interested to hear what what Brian has to say about where where things could be heading and and what people could be doing. So yeah, it's always a great conversation with Brian. Uh, for for those conversations and more, make sure you check out therightclub.com. If you are loving these podcasts, please rate, review, share with friends. It helps us grow our community and grow our resources. There might be people out there that can give us amazing information that we haven't even met yet. So if you have that contact, please, uh, or have that time, please be sure to rate, review, share our podcast. But, uh, but for now, let's get to the interview and talk to Brian. Love you too, Brian. <laughs> I want that <laughs> recorded. Awesome. Uh, all right. Welcome. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome back to the podcast. Uh, Brian Hogben uh, is a mortgage broker extraordinaire with Mission 35 Mortgages. He uh, and his team have helped so many of the Right Club community and beyond that, just so many people in their communities and uh, all different types of investors. So uh, if you haven't uh, met Brian, make sure you're going to go back in a previous episode and um, and find Brian's story. But uh, for those for the first time uh, that are that are meeting you, Brian, give us, uh, yeah, the 30, 40,000 foot view of uh, Brian Hogben, Mission 35 Mortgages, and, and all that is encompassed in that. 
Oh, thank you, Alfonso. I appreciate it. I always love being on the Right Club. I love what you guys do. I'm a just a longtime listener, not a first time caller of the Right Club. And it's just, uh, I love being a part of it because, you know, it's uh, as you guys are the same way, seeing people get into uh, real estate investment just warms my heart. You know, it's changed my life and I'm a big advocate for it. And that's really where Mission 35 came from. Um, Mission 35 was, you know, we just wanted to be better than Freedom 55. So by about 20 years. And uh, we did it. So no mission 35 was um, I, I wanted to pay off my house by the time I was 35 years old. And it actually sounds crazy right now saying that given, you know, certain market conditions. Um, but ever since I was a kid, I was really passionate about, you know, finances. And my dad gave me an awesome foundation, which basically stemmed from, you know, spend less than what you make. Pretty sage advice as it still is today. And, uh, and I started investing in real estate uh, and investing in real estate allowed me the opportunity to, when I turned 34 years old, take one of my investment properties, sell it. And that was enough to pay off the balance on uh, the, the place I still call home today. Uh, and then uh, Mission 35 was born out of really, you know, I, the more that I talk about it, it's really about the courage to follow your dreams as, as cheesy as it sounds sometimes. But um, I think in this life to be bold and be brave um, it helps if you have a little bit of a backing and by being mortgage free and investing in real estate, it really gave me the confidence, uh, to overcome those fears and, uh, launch a business, which is now today mission 35 mortgages. And today we've got, uh, we've got almost 40, almost 46. We've got 46 licensed agents at mission 35. We've got 12 offices across Southern Ontario, and, uh, we love helping people get into their first and second rental property, uh, and love helping out the right club. Wonderful. Wonderful. And what, what about your own portfolio, Brian? How does that now look? Yeah, it looks, uh, you know what, I'm always adding to it because I, I'm, I'm an avid real estate investor myself too. And I started out, you know, my very first house was a duplex that I got in 2001 and uh, paid an interest rate of 6.75% for, which I was so happy to get six and three quarters. I was like, I, I thought I was robbing the bank at that time. And, um, and yeah, and that was actually my mission 35 house, but I kept, you know, I'm a buy and hold and refinance kind of guy. So, uh, over those years, you know, it's been a long time since, uh, since I bought my first one, but now I've got, um, over 50 units between, I've got a couple, two different apartment buildings. I've got single family, duplex, triplex condos, um, and I, uh, the commercial properties as well too. Um, when it comes down to where we own and operate our Mission 35 mortgages, because I think that, uh, well, I think I'm a great tenant, so I will pay the bills. So I like to invest <laughs> where I work as well, too. Um, and then also getting into the vacation rentals uh, with cottages uh, and our first foray down into uh, Florida as well, too, uh, with investment property down there as well. So it's pretty vast and I'm always learning and growing there, too, uh, with my portfolio and um and continuing to tell people because I like to practice what I preach and I want people to, I think it's important. Like if you're going to a gym and you got a personal trainer, um, I want them to have a six pack. If they're telling me what to do, I don't want them eating donuts if they're telling me to get into shape. So similar with real estate investment, uh, I think, you know, you should have partners that are doing what they're telling you to do. Yeah. I, I love that thought. And, and we talk about that a lot of, uh, at the right club. It's, if it's, you know, if you're bringing a member onto your power team or whether interviewing them, talking to them, making sure that they're an investor as well, that they've invested, that they have some experience and they're doing it as well. It's great to, to tell people what to do or to say what they should do, but if they're not actually 
you know, investing or, or, or you know, making those types of decisions, then they, they can't really understand where you're coming from. So having, you know, there's the whole do what I say, not what I do. Well, in this case, I don't think it, it really applies is you want to work with people that have some experience. And obviously with your experience in a multiple of different, you know, disciplines of, of real estate investing, right? So I guess, I don't know, just a side question, like which one's your favorite? Which one do you get most excited about? You know, they, they still say like real estate investing is like boring and, you know, just buy, buy it and hold it and refinancing it. It's boring and don't get excited. But is there something, a passion that you're like, I love the short term. I love Florida because I can bring my family is there one or another that you know is that sticks out or is a favorite for you yeah you know great question and it's like uh me and my wife have talked about this before and we we've talked about having this b and w because her name's Wendy b and w vacation rentals and it's definitely the vacation rental because uh I'm I'm a big and I know like you Alfonso family guy you know family is just like awesome the best I love that and it was it was like a jigsaw puzzle trying to find out where I can vacation with my family and have it paid for through cash flow, right? Because it just, I don't know, there's something really sweet about that, right? When you go down there and go down to a place that you can, so my cottage uh, and the place in Florida are probably my two favorite investments for those purposes because they pay me to go there, right? And it's a lot of fun. And then I get to learn as well too. I get to enter into different markets and, um, and it just opens up my horizon as well, too, as to where to go. So I think, you know, those are my favorites. And I think, too, those are probably the next ones I want to go because I start to I'm still a big dreamer like you, Alfonso. You know, you probably lay in bed dreaming like what's next for Alfonso. Right? <laughs> so so I think like, hey, maybe I could do this in Nashville. Maybe I could do it in Vegas. Maybe I could do it in like, you know, multiple different places because uh, and, and plus I just love to learn. So when I invest in a new area, you learn right? Like the best way to learn is to put a little bit of money on the table when you're investing in something and you're, you're not, when you're putting some money on something, your knowledge goes up exponentially quick. So what, what did you learn from investing in Florida for the first time? Cause I, I know a lot of right club members are now looking outside of Canada and they're looking at uh, Florida in particular and even further afield like Costa Rica or yeah, I think, uh, well, so, you know, it's funny, the learning just doesn't stop. I just got a notice from uh, from my mortgage company, Royal Bank, that we need to get a tax identification number. It's a TIN number. And in order to file an income tax return in the state. So please, IRS, if you do happen to get this, I am on it. I am going <laughs> to do it. I'm not evading here, but it's, you know, you don't know what you don't know. And um, uh, so the the continuous learning there and learning through Florida right there, it's been ongoing, right? To, to get the mortgage, we, um, we actually went through RBC. So, uh, and, you know, we don't even deal with RBC. So, and, you know, just, just for plain facts, we always try to do what's best for the client. So we've referred lots of people there. Um, the mortgage process leaves something to be desired trying to get a mortgage down in the state. So that may be another opportunity for us to grow because I do see some gaps. Um, but that was one and also big learning, which was fairly exciting is just how the, how like, uh, the equivalent to the landlord tenant board works down there. Holy moly. It's, uh, you know, for us in Ontario, it's 2% next year, two, two and a half percent for rental increase. Um, when I looked into it in Florida, I believe whether it's a long-term rent or short-term rent, but even if you had a long-term rental, um, don't quote me on this, even though it is a podcast and on tape, but it's pretty much like. You only have to give 60 days notice down in Florida to raise the rent by 10% or more. 
So if you're going to raise the rent by 15%, you must give 60 days notice. But if you're going to raise the rent by 9%, 30 days. Now, now obviously you have to be in market, but wow, what a mind shift from, from what it looks like in Ontario. Like that's a very, very different uh, mindset, which is interesting. So I guess that's why they're always saying, you know, God bless America, right? <laughs> but it's it's true. As I've you know uncovered and just you know lightly started to research a little bit about more U.S. investing and you know whether it's purchase prices or you know like you just mentioned increase in rents or you know mortgage qualifications. Like there's zero down mortgages still, but you know there's hoops and all that kind of stuff that you have to jump through and all that kind of thing. But they're available. They're out there. They're out there, right? So from an investor that you're looking at well, 25 and you keep hearing rumblings, oh, they're going to make it more expensive, more down payment, more taxes. And they're really kind of coming after those small landlords here in Canada. I guess that's a general yeah. statement. But um, yeah, there's a, there's a whole bunch of opportunity in, in the U.S. To, to go and to capitalize on. So very, yeah. very interesting. So And the prices yeah. are, are so like there's 300, what, 300, 350 million people down in the States. It's such a vast territory. There's so much opportunity down there that... Uh, uh, anyways, that we don't, that I don't really know about yet. And now we're going to take a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors. Right, Club Nation, just want to take a quick moment here and introduce you to Private Money for Mortgages, which is a mortgage brokerage. And the great thing about Private Money for Mortgages is if you are looking to do a flip or a burr or something that requires a little bit more work where you might not get traditional bank financing, a great opportunity to still acquire that property is with private money. So private money is going to be at some point in your journey a necessary tool for you or maybe somebody that you know, another investor to build your portfolio and knowledge is key. You can book a discovery call with Susan and her team to learn why, how, and when to use private mortgages in your real estate journey. You can visit their website, which is privatemoneyformortgages.com. And there's a free guide to private mortgages that you can get there. And also Susan can help you with a vetting process. So when you are looking at properties, whether it's a flip property or a burr property, they can assist you with finding different financing options for these types of purchases. And again, it could come with a higher cost. Most likely it will because it's private money, but if it is executed properly with a proper exit, that is going to be key. So again, private money for mortgages, which is the number four dot com and now back to the show and now back to the show well, and it's so interesting you know we talked just before we started we clicked uh, record on the record we talked about the algorithms i don't know somehow i started watching a youtube video and they started breaking down the population of where they are in the u.s and it's like the west side of the country like i take out california and maybe now uh, some Texas, or I guess that's, well, Texas would be more East, I guess, but that Western side of the U S is like less than like 20% of the population of the whole country. So I don't know, it's like the, the mountain ranges and they went back into like all that kind of stuff. So it's kind of cool that, yeah, like it was 15 minutes of my life. I'll never get back, but I watched this video on like U S population, how things are, you know, um, you know, attributed or why people are moving and the migration patterns and all that kind of stuff. So it was, pretty cool video on like yeah the 350 million it's pretty concentrated like the majority of it is in like these big these these pockets and then there's so much just vast land i guess our equivalent to like saskatchewan even though we love saskatchewan choose like the saskatchewan but you know where it's just like 
just fields where you know your dog can run away and see him for three days or something like that but um but yeah okay so yeah all right so we're talking about you know different opportunities different types of places obviously we need to talk about like current market conditions you know the, the rates increasing opportunities these different strategies that we have talked about um you know maybe i would never want to say dead there's always opportunities in all different types of areas but what are what are you seeing now from your investing clients of more more opportunities or, or more of the types of deals that are coming through your your brokerage or your table is it is it the flips is it burrs is it rent to homes i don't know like what what are what are you seeing more and more of investors kind of flocking to now yeah yeah, I would say, you know, and myself personally as well, too, like, because we deal with a lot of uh, a lot of seasoned investors, which I would say are not full time investors. Right. So a lot of people that, you know, have a great job, great business, great income, but still love to invest in real estate. Like I would put myself in that category. Right. So I love my job, per se, my business, but still invest in real estate. So in that category there, um, I think there's a great market. And I've seen this quite a bit as of lately where people are selling non-performing product right and what i mean by that is so you've even though the price has gone up and gone down let's say you know went up four hundred thousand million percent that came down three hundred and twenty thousand percent like it's still up a little bit don't quote me on these numbers but you get the idea right there's a lot of real estate investors that still have a significant amount of equity even though there's been a peak and a drop right and i know even myself you know i had one property where i had a, a good portion of equity but it wasn't making sense to refinance to take the money out because the rents hadn't kept pace with the market, right? So I think a big opportunity right now is taking the capital out of those ones and moving it into a vacant rental property or a transition rental property. So finding a place that even if it's a single family, duplex, triplex, or maybe you need to do a little bit of work to convert it and not necessarily like, I don't know how the burr would work in this. So I don't want to say that you'd get your money out of it necessarily. You might, but the rents are climbing so quickly, especially in, in, in our areas, that even at a rate, and I'm, a, I'm proud to say I'm a subprime borrower because I've got so many mortgages and I'm not, I'm not offended by that, okay? But I have to pay quite a high interest rate on a lot of my mortgages. Um, but even I found one, I found a triplex that we were able to negotiate um, and, and it was significant. I sold one for five, I've leveraged up now to 1.2 but the cash flow on it is almost $1,800 a month. So the fact that you can still, I personally think that now acquiring a property right now with existing tenants, I think is a challenge because it's going to be, you're going to be with those tenants for a long time, as far as I'm concerned. But if you find one where it's vacant and you want to do a little bit of work or single family, it's vacant. I find those rents right now, are conducive to be able to put down a 20% still, get a reasonable mortgage at 6%. That's right. I didn't think I'd be saying a reasonable mortgage at 6% a year ago, but I am today. And you can still cash flow. I think it still comes down to those numbers. And I think that opportunity right now still exists today, similar to how it did three years ago, five years ago, 10 years ago. I think that opportunity exists almost a little bit easier now because you've got condition of sales now, the market's not as hot as what it was. I can, you know, we don't want to not necessarily put in the stink offer that's, you know, 200 grand below, but you can put in a little bit lower offer and you can put it in conditional on your financing and home inspection right now. And I think that's an opportunity um, that does exist today because I, I, I don't know about you, but I think a lot of people are still on the sidelines. A lot of people are still waiting. I, 
and I, I'm guessing that some of them are waiting because the interest rates are still going to be going up. I mean, at the time of this recording, we're, we've got an interest rate coming in the next two days. Correct. And it's yeah. pretty much guaranteed. Um, where, where do you see things kind of settling out? I, I mean, are you hoping to see something in early 2023 where it's going to level out and we might start to see it drop or? Oh, gosh, I'm going to add this to the collection of incorrect forecasts by Brian Hodgman. OK, so we'll put that on there. I'll just put that disclaimer on there right now, too. But um, but now that I've got that out of the way, uh, a lot of us mortgage brokers uh, that have been in the business for a while, I think people remember that, you know, we look to the Bank of Canada and we look to economists. Right. And and as we were talking before, the goalposts seem to change a lot based on information that comes out. OK, uh, but, you know, according to a lot of the economists that I look at, people are like and a lot of the economists actually act as advisories to the Bank of Canada. And a lot of them are saying right now, you got to pause. OK, <laughs> it's like, you know, telling your friend or something that's had too much to drink. It's like you got to just chill out for a second. OK, like maybe we'll have some water instead of another shot of whiskey. OK, and a lot of the and I think that's good advice. We're seeing that nationally. I don't think we're going to see the pause this week. We're going to see probably a half to three quarters. We're sitting here, you know, for our October 26th rate hike. We're probably going to see another quarter in December is what the market's pricing in. But many people are advising to pause because the reality is, is these rate hikes, they don't have effect for six months, right? There's such a lagging effect on someone. Like I was just doing, um, I'm such a nerd. I was doing some numbers today. The average person on a $500,000 mortgage since rates went up, if they had a 25 year AM, they're all, I don't want to say only out, but they're out $2,600. So when you look at that 26, and that's not per month, that's since the rates went up in March till today, they're out 2,600 bucks. So if you put that into perspective, it's not great, but at the same time, 2,600 bucks, if you put that on a line of credit, when we're coming out of a moment in time where nobody had debt, I know there's some people that got hurt in that, but unsecured credit was at historic lows coming out of the pandemic, right? So now if the average person has only had to put that's, that's really getting chopped, do you know what I mean? With these rates going up, the average person has only had to put an extra 2,600 on their line of credit. That's not great, but that's not going to have, that's not going to hurt for another six months, right? Because now the rates have gone up higher. So I think um, all that's to say that I'm, I'm very hopeful that we eventually see that pause. I know that the economists are urging the Bank of Canada to do that. And I'm hopeful that, you know, the rates, well, after any type of recessionary times, you do see rates come down again. Will that be in 2023? A lot of people are saying Q4, the end of 2023, if we peak and then come down. I'm hopeful. It could be sooner, you know, if things start to take effect sooner, but it's likely we won't see rates change for another year um, after we've seen these increases. Will it keep going up? Oh, gosh. I don't know. If we have another like black swan event, if there's a crazy dictator with his finger on the button. Maybe like something else will happen. But um, I think it all comes down to, um, you know, comes down to your payment, comes down to making wise financial decisions and cash flow as well, too, because these are such, such tough conversations to answer, I tell you. Such tough ones. And now we're going to take a quick break to hear from one of our sponsors. Do you have a message that you would like to reach a captive audience of thousands of real estate investing focused people with? 
then you should be sponsoring the Right Club podcast. We currently have some pre-roll and mid-roll spots on our weekly podcast, which is consistently in the top 100 Canadian podcasts for business and investing, and in the top 1.5% of all podcasts globally, according to Listen Notes. Our audience wants to hear from you. Edison Research found that 67% of podcast listeners enjoy hearing the ads, compared with just 6% for TV and radio. The WARC report said that 78% of listeners are comfortable with hearing ads on podcasts to support non-paid content. To find out more about availability and pricing, get in touch with Catherine Nelson-Riley, Operations Manager at catherine at therightclub.com. And now back to the show. Yeah. And I think, you know, I think I know, and Brian, you're such, you're a history buff as well too, especially when it comes to financing and you look back and, you know, you're talking about from starting to invest in 2001 from your first duplex and you seeing markets go up and go down in, in an upward motion, right? Like I, I always, I, I literally said this today on a call is that I, I want to call Marty McFly and doc and get to the DeLorean. <laughs> and if you could go back to 1960, 1970, 1980, even 1990, you know, when everybody talked about, the, like my parents always remind me about those interest rates that were 20% and, and all that kind of stuff. However, like we've never seen this combination of high interest rates and then high debts, right? Usually the numbers were, were much lower. So like for those potential investors that are saying, hey, I'm going to wait it out or wait, I haven't seen the bottom of the market yet, or I want to wait till it actually absolutely crashes. I think that's I think jokingly, you know, invest, oh, I'm waiting for it to crash. I'm waiting for it to crash. Well, like it's never going to go to zero, number one. It's, you know, and the other part of it, once there is that, oh, it's that proverbial crash, there'll be investors lining up around the corner, down the street, you know, to, to get those prices. So that maybe that person that's listening to this podcast right now and saying, you know what, I'm not sure, you know, I, I was I was educating myself in the last year or two. I've seen things go up and now it's at this point you know, not necessarily a specific strategy, but how do they prepare to say, okay, I want to, I know that in, if I look back from in five years from now, or sorry, look ahead in five years from now, I'm going to thank myself that I, I bought something. I know most rental properties that I've bought that are the normal rental properties. I've always thought I've overpaid for them at the time. And then, you know, time goes by and I'm like, oh, wow, I'm such a genius. Look at the great deal I got. But at the time, um, you know, I, I thought I was overpaying for it. So how do you, you know, I don't know, kind of speak to them in terms of like, I want to get in, I'm, I'm wanting to make my first investment into real estate, leave the strategy alone for a second, but just the, 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 that maybe that fear of if I buy now, well, things are just going to crash and I'm going to lose all my money. Right. So, you know, what, what are you, what, what advice can you give to them? That's great. Alphonse. I, I think I always, I always remember a quote that someone told me and they just end up saying opportunity is arriving somewhere and seeing nobody there. It's not arriving somewhere and seeing everybody there. Right. And at the time right now, you know, people are not lining up to buy investment properties because they're waiting to hear the bottom, the bottom. Right. And, and two things I'm going to I'm going to tie it into. Number one is social media, which this is on all right now. Right. And the, the challenge is, is I um, in two, I'll bring it back to 2008 only because I think that's a good time. 2008, I would argue, had worse headlines to, than today. In 2008, the number one headline was global financial crisis. If you remember, right? Mm -hmm. Global financial crisis got to be the most terrible thing to hear, right? But the challenge or the thing is in 2008, there was no Instagram or TikTok or Twitter. There was 100 million people on Facebook in 2008. 
right? Which is nothing, nothing in compared to the global population of, I think there's 2 billion people on social media today, right? So then, and everybody has an opinion on what's happening in the market. And people in my, in my humble opinion, sometimes don't stay in their lane. <laughs> is that fair to say? So someone could say, you know, you could see uh, an influencer start talking about real estate investment who don't have uh, a say in real estate investment. So I think that's one thing too. The other thing too, for anybody that is looking to invest in real estate right now, just remember the supply conversation, okay? There is a short, and then the shortage of supply. Now, now I want you to think about this right now. There's still, I think all of us are still paying a little bit more for trades. If anybody is a real estate investor here and tried to get the drywaller, the contractor, the plumber, all those people to go and fix stuff, guess what? They're either backed up still or not calling you back or charging you quite a bit of money. I think that's probably fair to say, unless you have a really, really good relationship. A recent stat is that one third of all new constructions right now are either delayed or canceled. Okay. One third of all new constructions are delayed or canceled. Because guess what? If I had a plan to build something two years ago, my costs have changed. Supply has changed. Everything in my budget has changed. So now I've either canceled that project or it's delayed. And now we're at record number of immigration, right? So they're saying, in like, I think like we might, like it was over 400,000, but they're yep. saying in a, over a 12 month period, we might hit almost a 700,000 immigration mark for Canada. We're not building anywhere close to that amount of units, right? So when does that catch up? I don't know, right? But what I would say is because of supply chain bottlenecks, and there's not a lot of people getting into trades now like they used to, right? There used to be a ton of people getting into the labor force and getting into trades. It's not happening as much. So with all that said, for you to get into real estate right now, and if you catch it and you're, you're here and it's going to dip a little bit more, Jimmy crack corn and I don't care, okay? Because you're buying this for a long term, like in my opinion, um, I, I'm not a big advocate of the flip right now. I think it is a little bit risky. But if you're buying and holding and your strategy is to say, hey, listen, I'm going to buy and I'm going to hold on to it for a minimum of five years or 10 years, I think you can do no wrong whatsoever because you're still going to get a significant amount of principal pay down. And if you buy it right, you can still have positive cash flow. And I'm certain that if you were to look at this, this I'll fact check myself 10 years from now, Alfonso, when our kids are, you know, playing baseball. <laughs> Hopefully not having their first beer yet because they'll still be too young. Okay. But anyways, and then, and then we'll say, yeah, 10 years from now, look at this. We did a great job, right? 10 years from now, I think time, like you said, Alfonso, I'm, I'm not brilliant. I just took a risk and bought some property and held on to it. Do you know what I mean? Like anybody, you know, a lot of us fall into that category. So I think that still holds true. So don't wait, because if you wait and you try to hit the bottom, just like you said, then you might be back in multiple offers. You might be back in a situation where you got to go cash and, and you might not be able to get that property and you'll lose that instant lift again. So listen, take out the equity you have in your house via line of credit because you probably got some if you're sitting in a home and look to buy a house. It's a great market to just go look at investment properties in right now. It's a nice, calm market where you can get conditional offers and you can go look at it. You can go have a cup of coffee, talk to me or Alfonso about it. Say, hey, is this a good idea? We'll say yes. And then you actually get to pull the trigger on it. It's good, good advice. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Over the last two years, we've all become 
epidemiologists, uh, <laughs> world world leaders, and economists. So, um, <laughs> so in terms cool. of uh, your experience as as a you know a mortgage professional, what what are you advising? Perhaps the newer people in the industry. Well, before we hit record, you were mentioning that you've you've got younger or newer mortgage brokers coming on board. What are you doing as a as a company to help them kind of handle this market, which is obviously very different from six or twelve months ago? Yeah, that's great. You know, I think anybody that's getting into the mortgage market right now, uh, you're in for a treat because I think anytime that you start something when it's at its most difficult phase, um, when the market changes, you're going to be in a great spot. And I like to say the bad thing about a good market is you're one day away from a bad market. The good thing about a bad market, you're one day away from a good market. And this market's going to change just like all of them. So uh, we have a we have a great training program right now as well, too, for people that are looking to get into mortgages. It's always been a fascinating industry, especially for members of the right club. Right. Because a lot of people here are you know, looking to get into investing in real estate. So it's, it's very exciting. Um, and we're training a lot of new agents as well, too. And what we tell them is it's a lot of the basics and, and it's getting back to the basics. It's starting the conversation with payment, not with rate. Right. So start with payment, reverse engineer it and just end up saying, hey, instead of what can I get pre-approved for? Well, let's have a different conversation. What's the monthly cash flow? Well, this is how much your payment's going to be. Right. And instead of, you know, because for probably the past two years, it was always what can I afford? What can I afford? Well, now we back it up and say, what's your payment? What's your payment? So we end up bringing it back to that. And, and slowing things down. And we talk a lot about now, I've got a course we're teaching right now on budgeting. And we're teaching our agents how to teach other agents or realtors or clients how to use a budget again. Because you know what? Payments are going to go up. For some people that aren't in a variable rate mortgage, but they're in a fix, they're going to have some payment shock when it comes up for renewal in a year, right? Or maybe two years. Like if they had a two-year rate and it's going to renew at five and a half or six, that's going to be some payment shock. So I think right now getting out there ahead and positioning yourself, if you're a mortgage agent or anybody really, as where do where where is your money going to fall? Where is your budget going to be? And making sure that you're helping people with their finances. Because I think, you know, we teach our agents that all the time, because if you're worried about somebody's money and how much money they're going to have, then they're going to position you in a different spot than if you're just an order taker saying, writing, writing mortgages, you're just an order taker. And I think that people's finances are the most one of the most vulnerable things in, in our lives, right? Like, what do we lie about a lot? Our finance. <laughs> well, we won't talk about what we lie about a lot, but, you know, it's always like, we, we joke and we end up saying, you know, tell me, you know, tell me what you really make, not what you tell your friends you make, <laughs> you know? So yeah. it's like, by getting vulnerable with people in their finances and budgeting, I think we're we're helping a lot of people too because the fear of all this interest rate conversation and inflation, when you really break it down into dollars and cents, a lot of people, the majority of people are actually okay. The government, you know, as much as I squawked about the stress test, did a good job. They had a stress test in there. A lot of people can't afford it. Maybe they didn't budget for it, but majority of people are going to be okay with this and we'll be able to weather the storm, but maybe... We just need a conversation, get out of our head instead of thinking, oh, no, 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 I'm terrible. You write it down, write it down, put it into a budget, and then you'll be able to see, oh, okay, maybe maybe I'm going to cut down on three lattes with Alfonso. You know, maybe I'll just have one <laughs> latte with Alfonso. I'll be okay. 
we'll get the we'll we'll get the at home machine going, right? The, in the backyard, right? So I'm but, good but we gotta that. help the we gotta pump the we gotta help the economy too, right? We gotta help the small businesses. <laughs> we won't go to the big we won't go to the big chains. We'll go to the small smaller chains that and buy buy lattes there. A lot of them. Um, but uh, you know, I just I wanted to just finish out your you know to add to your point there. There's um. There's a quote, and I want to give Alex Powell credit for this. So, Alex, if you're listening to this, he said, price is only an issue if value is not present, right? So that's that's what your your you, your team, the 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 agents that, that you're training that you're working with is that providing that value. Because if it's just about let me go get you a mortgage at this rate, at this price, and close it at that day, you're you're commoditizing what you're doing, right? But that additional value adding in the conversation around budget planning, what can you afford? What other goals do you want to achieve that it's not just a mortgage, right? Those are the pieces that really it's just a part of the whole puzzle. Right. And and I love what you're saying is that People are so scared to talk about those finances. When we talk to our tenant buyers, it's like, well, you know, we ask them, well, how much do you make? Sometimes we get like an hourly answer, what their paycheck is every two weeks. They don't really even know how to answer that, right? On, on well, I make this much per hour, right? And, and that's where like our society is going to, it's not how much it costs, it's like, how much is it per month, right? It's like my streaming service, my whatever service it is, how much is it per month? And it's not looking at, well, how much is it adding up over time? right? It's per month, per month, per month. So having those conversations, getting people, like you said, vulnerable, talking about those, those topics, it's not an easy thing to do because when you're talking about dinner parties, you're talking about the politicians or the latest thing on news or the last person that went viral on TikTok, but it's not about like, hey, what are our financial goals? What are certain things that you want to achieve to, whether that's within your own household, within friends or family, or to those professionals that you're working with, you have to be open and trusting. And I can speak personally, uh, I, I've, I know many of the, the, the mortgage agents on Mission 35. I work with one personally, you know him like a brother, um, that you know is just such such a huge asset of, it's not just about that rate or that product, it's what's the overall goal? What's it gonna accomplish? It, the domino that's gonna affect multiple dominoes. So let's not push it in the wrong direction or, or just push it just yet. So um, I'll get off my soapbox now about that. About Oh, I like it. I like that soapbox. We, me and you have the same opinion on Alphonse. So I think it's yeah. like, you just come from caring, right? You come from caring and, uh, and then you can really help people that way. And I know you guys do that with, with your business as well too at JAG. So. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, you know what, Brian, I think we've, uh, we've reached the point uh, that we're going to get into our lightning round. So are, uh, are you ready for the lightning round, Brian? I don't know. I don't know. Can I phone a friend? <laughs> yeah, yeah, phone a friend 50-50. No, wrong, wrong show, Brian. Wrong show. Sorry. Right, okay. This week's lightning round is brought to you by Butler Mortgages, Canada's number one mortgage brokerage three years in a row. If you need a great mortgage broker to help you with investing in real estate or to help you purchase your next home, reach out to Daniel Patton and Michael Zanzini from Butler Mortgages. You can do that by calling 905-569-8326 or toll free at one 888 and check out their website, butlermortgages.com or by email daniel.patton at butlermortgages.com or michael.zanzini at butlermortgages.com. And let's go to the lightning round. Uh, <laughs> all right. So let's start out with uh, question number one. What is the best advice you've ever received from another investor or at a networking event? Hmm. The one that I can think of now is just do it now, do it now, do it now, 
when is I, I and I had a coach in real estate as well too that used to say when is now a good time <laughs> I like that I like it yeah when is now a good time and it's uh listen yeah do it now I think uh immediacy taking action whether you know you go buy a property or you make a phone call uh, I, in another coaching program taking massive action I've had just take action do it now do it now don't wait Wonderful. What's your favorite real estate investing resource? It's the Right Club. The Right Club <laughs> is my best resource. Correct I love answer. The right Correct Club. answer. Ding, ding, yes, ding. Absolutely the Right Club. But for those out there listening that already love the Right Club and know the Right Club, what, where's, where's somewhere that you go as a resource, whether you know as a website, a publication, a blog, a, I don't know, a TikTok page, I don't know, anything. You um, know what? But- There's a guy that I love. I actually love listening to. His name's Rob McClister. You know, I'll give him a shout out. Rob McClister, he's got a great article called Mortgage Logic News. Uh, you subscribe to it and uh, he's got a very good in tune uh, market update. So I think he I think he charges like 100 bucks a month or something like that per subscription comes out once a week. And he really so if you're looking to sort of look at a real deep like I like to nerd out on this stuff. If you're really looking for a deep dive, um, subscribe to his um, newsletter. It's very, very good, very detailed, and gives you a really good understanding uh, on the market as well, too. Awesome. Awesome. Great share there. Um, all right. I'm going to change up question number four. We have a couple different ones, but um, uh, what would you tell your 18-year-old self? What would I tell my 18-year-old self? Oh. In, regard, in regards to real estate, right? Okay, because there's a lot of things. Yes, yeah, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> in, regards, in regards to real estate business, you know, yeah. Uh, take more risk sooner. Take more risk, do it sooner. Because I think, uh, you know, my 18-year-old self, I was a little bit, I took a lot of risk when I was going up, but I would say take more risk sooner. Buy properties now. Don't be afraid to no. know. I'd probably tell them a lot. I'd probably sit down and point my finger at them quite a bit and just end up saying like, listen, do it now be the same as the other one too. And I would say, take risks and don't be afraid. I would say, be brave, be brave in your decisions, be courageous in your decisions and don't be afraid of being wrong. When you're wrong or if something's going to go wrong, you're, you're closer to rectifying to the right. So get to the wrong fast, fail fast and just do it and, and be brave with it. Be very, very brave. Hmm. Nice. Love that. Uh, what would we typically find you doing on a Sunday morning? Ooh, Sunday morning. Uh, well, if the weather's nice, I'll be uh, going for a hike with my daughter, Lila, six years old. So uh, she always gets up. Sometimes she likes to get up before the sun gets up. I love that as well, too. I really do. So, And uh, I live by the escarpment, and uh, we go up the stairs there. And I call it the old Hamilton Hotel. It's actually this old sort of rocky place. Like it's a leftover hotel where you can look out over the city. It's not a hotel. It's just... I think it was back in the day. It's at the base of Upper James. And uh, I'll bring a little hot chocolate. We'll bring some goldfish. I know, Alfonso, you know about the goldfish probably, right? And we'll sit there and uh, chat. And I will talk to her about real estate investment. I swear to God, talk to her about cash flow, apartment buildings. Uh, And that is like my favorite thing to do uh, on a Sunday morning. Wake up and do that. And and, uh, yeah, that's where you find me. The Hamilton Hotel there. That's that's actually what I call it to her. I don't even know what it's called, but that's what we call it. So, well, that's that's awesome. I know I've actually bumped into Brian on the Hamilton escarpment, going for for walks or runs, and um, that that that's his that's his jam. But uh, 
Brian, uh, we we just love you, man. We we appreciate you so much for 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 all the uh, information, just the caring knowledge, everything that you share with the Right Club community. It's we know it's right from your heart, and, and it, it it goes through your whole team, the whole Mission Thirty Five team. You, you've basically you've done such an amazing job of uh, of building a great network of people, and it's only going to continue to grow. And and uh, the sky's not the limit when you got a rocket. You're going to go into the universe. So um, that's uh, the, the, we just we just love uh, we just love being having you on here. Any last words of advice, or and how can people get in touch with you for for more information? Uh, thanks, Alfonso. I appreciate that, man. And I just, you know, you're like a brother to me, Alfonso. And I love that we've met and we're able to do this. And uh, I'm so, so grateful to be part of the Right Club community. I love what you guys are doing. Uh, you can reach out to us at on Instagram, Mission 35 Mortgages. Uh, it's not a Call of Duty one if you don't finish the mortgage part. I think it's a level on Call of Duty, but Mission, Mission 35 Mortgages. Um, or at Brian Hogman, you can message me directly. Happy to help out. Uh, I would, you know, our team is amazing. A lot of our team are real estate investors themselves. Like they love this stuff. So, and again, just um, like I say, I think uh, just coming down for last advice, just do it. Don't be like, make sure you listen to who's doing it. You know, listen to who's doing it. Listen to who's got the advice and make sure whoever's telling you what to do, that they have what you want. And if they don't have what you want, then just, you know, make sure you listen with a filter right? Because you got to make sure you listen to people who have what you want, right? So, um, and go out and buy real estate, period. <laughs> nice. Nice. Awesome. Oh. Thank you so much, Brian. Thanks, Thank guys. You, Brian. You. Thank you. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Right Club Podcast, where the focus is on helping all levels of real estate investors advance to the next level and help you customize your life. Be sure to tune in next week at rightclub.com slash podcast or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you get a few seconds, please rate the podcast wherever you're listening. It helps the show get noticed by others like you. And we truly appreciate it. And don't forget to subscribe.